0: Lock us in, load us in, pop in that A track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. That's right. Go ahead. You can clap. We love it. We need it, actually. We crave it. No, whatever. We're glad to be back. We're here to talk all things Star Wars. And we've got plenty of that galaxy from far, far away to talk about. I'm talking a metric ton of Star Wars stuff to talk about. We're going to start out with our uh, new fandom segment, and that's where we talk about some of the more oddities in the Star Wars uh, universe in terms of you know collecting, fan art, you name it. We, we definitely have a few topics to talk about in that realm. But then we're going to move on to some of the real stuff. We've got some Mandalorian news, and we've got a bunch of, thankfully, a bunch of, Star Wars Episode 9 uh, little news items to talk about, and most of them are all straight up legit, right from the mouths of actors on set. So, some really good stuff to talk about in Episode 9. So, hopefully, you stick around. Anyways, Nick, let's get right into that fandom segment of the show. And, and we got some good stuff to share with our fans, and we're going to start with. Probably one of my favorite Photoshop artists right now on Twitter. I mean, if you're a geek and you're on Twitter, you need to follow this guy. And this is Boss Logic. And um, recently, he dropped a one of his little creations. If you don't know who he is, he, he's kind of known within the Twitterverse, the comic verse, the movie verse, as the Photoshop guy to go to to create really cool shit that fans would want to see but that we'll probably never see. And uh, one of his latest works plays on something that, if you are a Star Wars fan, you've probably heard about, right, Nick? You've probably heard about this meme out there. It's actually gone on between the two actors involved, but essentially fans have realized that uh, Sebastian Stan of Winter Soldier fame, you know, he plays a Winter Soldier, looks... A hell of a lot like a young Mark Hamill,
1: right, Nick? A hell of a lot like is an understatement. It looks like... Almost identical. Yeah, it looks like Sebastian Stan is a clone of young Mark Hamill. If you've seen these images, and this made the rounds probably mid-2018, early 2018, um, he looks just like him. There's a Photoshopped image that's included in the post on StarWarsTime.net that shows... Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill from ESB, and it and all they do basically is just put Sebastian Stan's face on that same picture, and you can't tell the difference. Like they look exactly the same. So, it there's been this huge fan swell since this came out for for Sebastian to play a young Luke Skywalker and something. I mean, we don't know. It could be a Star Wars story. <laughs> exactly. Like, we'll it could take be anything, whatever. But. And then, you know, now with Boss Boss Logic has kind of revived this, he put out another photoshopped image, which is basically like a, almost like a poster for whatever this would be. It says Skywalker, and then Sebastian Stan yeah, under Yeah, I mean, it's
0: a poster for a campaign to get Stan to play a young Luke.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is... And
0: it's good enough for me. Like, if I had the monies, I'd be like, here you go. Yeah,
1: dude, I, this is fantastic. I mean, like you said, this guy is one of the best in the business when it comes to, you know, creating these these fan, uh, you know, these fanfic, fan pick kind of desires. And, and this one looks great. I mean, he's got, you know, Luke sitting there clearly with a Sebastian Stan style face, which looks almost like Mark Hamill. And then. He's uh, assembling a lightsaber with the force with his hand. I mean, it it looks fantastic. But I mean, so my question for you, Matt, is if there was going to be some sort of young Luke type of deal where Sebastian could come in and play, like what what would you want to see? Would you want to see like between episode five and six material? Because it seems like there's a lot of stuff that happens there.
0: Oh, man, that's a good—I mean, dude, uh, even in the comic universe, there's a lot of stuff in between 4 and 5. I mean, Vader was so incensed with the fact that he got beat out by some young rebel punk. Like, it drove him nuts. Yeah. And, you know, so I'd like to see some of that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, because he become—I mean, last time we see Luke in episode 4, he's just a— First time X Wing pilot, and then we see him again at episode five. He is a commander, so there's a right. lot that's happening. I mean, yeah, them. but you yeah, gotta
0: we also gotta understand and respect the fact that the motherfucker, with Han Solo's help, blew up the Death Star,
1: yeah, so, yeah,
0: by himself with like 13 other X Wings and a bunch of Y Wings. That I don't even know why they showed up. I think one made it out alive, but yeah, what
1: did they do on us? I mean, and the force. I mean, that was the main carrier. Yeah, damn right straight. I mean, put your <laughs> put your fucking targeting computer away, Luke. You don't need that shit. Come on, but I would love to see something run, like Luke, this. Run, Luke! Run. You know, it was really fun too because when this Luke, shoot. when this first came out, the two guys started talking on Twitter, and Mark was joking around like, "Oh yeah, Sebastian's my son." He's the perfect one to play a young Luke. And then like Sebastian came back and he was at first, he was kind of starstruck. And it's so cool to see how many people who are massive stars now that still get starstruck by like interacting with Mark Hamill in some way. Ariana Grande, for one. Like so seeing the two of them go back and forth about this on both Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. I mean, it was a it was really cool to see. And, you know, the reason that we inserted this fandom section into the beginning of star Wars time show is for shit like this. I mean, this is perfect. Oh, this is my favorite. This is this type of stuff. If you haven't
0: figured out yet, I mean, I try to do at least a few fandom articles a week, just finding some geek art, whatever, this type of stuff. I mean, it's outside of collecting or just watching the movies or speculating. I think speculating and watching are probably my, you know, my top's underneath that collecting underneath
1: that it's appreciating the fandom yeah i mean this is quickly becoming probably my favorite part of this the cast to to talk about because a lot of it is new shit and it's appreciating other people's work i mean i definitely love going over all of the episode 9 stuff but we also have to remember that you know once episode 9 releases we're Matt and I are going to have to try to figure out, like, is there another movie coming out soon? Is, you know, 2021, are we going to get an announcement for a new Star Wars story? Are we going to get anything on Ryan's trilogy? Yeah, I mean, dude.
0: Yeah. We have six films that have basically been dormant since their announcement, so hopefully that shit picks up.
1: Yeah, so, but what we know for sure is that this fandom section of the podcast will always be here. Because there's always people like this like the toy community on Instagram, Lego community, anything like that. There's always people out there that are creating amazing Star Wars artwork, Star Wars videos, anything like that. So this is section is here to stay, and it's it's really, really fun to kind of share all of this stuff with you guys and just get you involved with the community as much as, you know, I'll say Matt is because, Matt, you're the one who's really, you know, Heavily involved in the in the fandom community. Yeah,
0: totally. So what
1: Nick is honestly
0: saying is just go to our website, please. Yeah,
1: <laughs> do that. Go check like, out Star I, Wars. I mean, time.
0: you guys will be covered. I, I mean, if you want the stuff you need to know about Star Wars, like not not the frivolous bullshit. Because I mean, I try to. I mean, I put a lot. Of, I mean, if you want to accuse anyone of frivolous bullshit, that'll be me. But that's just because I have a sickness with. Always feeling like content has to go live on a site even if it's not even the best content. Yeah. And but outside of that, I guarantee you, you will get the stuff you need to know the most about Star Wars on Star Wars time. Oh, yeah. We, I will ensure that each week.
1: We cover we cover everything.
0: We cover all and of if the... you can't go to the website, listen to the motherfucking show, which we're doing
1: right now, right? Star Wars yeah. iTunes, Star Wars Time Show. Hit it Subscribe. up. Please. But All right, next up, we're talking more fandom stuff, and we're talking Man, refresh the page. So I'm lost. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick us up, buddy. I got you. We're talking Legos here. So yes, that's right. Legos, one of those things where I've built a Lego Star Wars set in my life before. I'm not a recently because huge-
0: I have and. It's one of the most therapeutic and rewarding experiences ever.
1: It was like three years ago, and it was the uh, it was an it was an ATST walker, so it was fun. I enjoyed it. That's a big one, then. It wasn't. So it was one of the. I don't remember what it was. Oh yeah, like
0: like the mini mini packs.
1: Yeah, it was only like a three hundred fifty piece, so it wasn't massive, but um, it was really fun. And stuff like this, stuff like you know Legos, and you know, the sets and the Lego video games is really what allowed Star Wars to persist in pop culture for as long as it has. Because the way to stay relevant in pop culture is to capture the children. People don't realize that. So, you know, if you look at the, you know, the Matrix, people have largely forgotten about the Matrix who are super young because they, there's nothing that that's remains. a very good point. It's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, there's nothing that remains. And of- now,
0: I mean, you could argue... Well, you don't have to argue. I mean, Star Wars now has three generations. A three generation. Okay, so you, you got people that could start 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever. From the beginning. Yep. But you also could have the prequel starters, and now you can have the, the, the Nequel. That's what I... You heard it here first, people.
1: Niquel, new. I'm calling
0: seven eight nine the Niquels. <laughs> <laughs> you like it, right? It's good. It's good. The I'm equals. a fan of the
1: Niquel. Right.
0: We almost have to run that in the title. I think this week.
1: Yeah, but so uh, the
0: Niquels, we you have a whole other generation.
1: Yeah, and the reason that that's
0: amazing. But you got people like me now that I'm
1: I'm you know this is my third cycle, and it's. And not only is it your third cycle, but it's your kids' first cycle. Like you think but about barely.
0: This. Like I mean, she missed the first one. She wasn't born yet. Yeah. I mean she loves it now, but I mean, not a like the last Jedi is almost too high a guy culture for something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could see that. But think about it for you. I mean, the first one you saw in theaters was uh, Return of the Jedi, right? I
0: And and I feel like I have to take her because she'll be three. So it's like I have to do it.
1: It's a mirroring. Her life is I, I, mirroring your life. I did. I mean, there's no, there's
0: no chance. But, I mean, it's going to have to be like a late, 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 you know, like oh, yeah. well into the run because yeah. uh, she hasn't been yet. And that's because I know she can't go yet because the whole time be like, Dad, hey, where's somebody going? Hey.
1: <laughs> Yeah, dude, where's you, gotta, Luke? you gotta wait till like the two month run and go at hey, like a 9 a.m. Where's show. Leia? <laughs> hey, where's they going?
0: I mean, that's basically every Star Wars experience I have right now.
1: It's perfect. Where,
0: where are they going? Where's Luke? Where's Leia? Don't fucking matter what movie we're watching. That's what she's concerned about.
1: But it's so where beautiful. Where people going?
0: Where's Luke? Where's Leia?
1: That's so great though that a two like a two year old. <laughs> Can be that invested in Star Wars, Uh, dude. Forty years after it came out,
0: because I work one of the best jobs ever, uh, I I've basically had the entire week off because I live in the Midwest. So two days because it was freezing, today because it snowed. Look at that. So I've been picking her up at daycare, and every every day I pick her up. Daddy, I want to listen to Darth Vader song. There you go,
1: and Imperial March all the way home. Yep, as soon as that's that. over.
0: Daddy, I want to listen to Han Solo and the Princess because now I've like told her the names of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and she
1: roused them off. She's like, oh, this is when they're in the asteroids. I'm like, you're right god you know she's gonna know more about star wars than both of us combined by the time oh, dude, she's, just wait like, i mean
0: you'll see it at celebration
1: yeah it's gonna like she's I, mean, gonna I can't wait to shame. take her in because uh, i
0: i think she's gonna go bananas
1: yeah she's like there's gonna be people cosplaying and everything she's gonna be like oh my god it's princess leia like she's oh, gonna yeah. lose
0: it yeah she'll love it so yeah anyway so yeah back to the
1: legos yeah so
0: Twenty. The, the, the anniversary. big fuss is we're essentially they're celebrating 20 years of Star Wars Lego sets, so they're releasing a variety of new sets, really spanning uh, the prequels in the original trilogy. Right? I mean, it does look like you might have like some Rogue One action in there because you know there's a Shadow Trooper. Yeah. Uh, but the big sets, I mean, there's some good ones in here. I mean, you got Anakin's Pod Racer, you got a Snowspeeder. You got uh, one of the clone walkers from the Clone Wars, yeah. And then obviously the big one here, you got the Slave One.
1: Yeah, the Big Daddy Slave One. So these with are, uh, look at you get Zuckus, Forlom, and Boba, and you get Carbonite Han. Yeah, you regular get regular Han and Leia. and Leia. Yeah. So I mean, the cool thing about these sets. Is like you said, Matt. They they span from all of the you know the the OT era and the prequel era, and like you said, I think the the Imperial dropship one is also from uh, Rogue One. But these these allow you to jump in at very reasonable price points outside of Slave One, which costs one hundred and twenty dollars and it's a thousand pieces. Oh yeah, they're all under forty bucks. Yeah, they're I all mean, most
0: of them are twenty.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we're looking at Anakin's pod racer. Twenty nine ninety nine. Clone Walker $29.99. Ship, twenty nine ninety nine. Imperial dropship twenty dollars. Snow speeder thirty nine ninety nine. And they're I mean, all
0: they would, I mean these these look fun to build. I mean that's that Snow Speeder especially.
1: Yeah. That looks great.
0: And there's a Lando included. Oh, it looks like you get like a little twenty years of, of Lego brick figure in each
1: set, huh? Yep, yeah. So this one like the, a, the snow. So you get Lando, Lando, pilot Luke, Vader. Yep uh han and leia. and leia yeah so i mean these these are fantastic ways for not only collectors you know because guys like matt who are in the collecting you know you you get it you put it together you put slave one together and you display it but if you want to get one for your kid you get her the 1999 imperial dropship ship yeah, one
0: letter let her, yeah smash it or choke on a piece yeah
1: and drop the pieces on the ground and you step on them in the middle of the night yeah, like she says daddy pick them up yeah exactly i mean it's perfect for everybody for our star wars fans of every age <laughs> so i mean i think it's fine i'm not great. gonna
0: lie i mean uh, building legos especially star wars legos is very very therapeutic it is i mean because especially if you're slightly psychotic like myself
1: like you just sit down you have the you know you read the instructions in front of you you're just like boom big time hummina
0: type of stuff like Uh
1: and you know after whatever an hour or two maybe depending on how big the set is you have a pretty dope ass looking piece that you can put up on your bookshelf or wherever you display your stuff i mean i'm a big fan i'm a big fan um, one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick about the, the Lego and Star Wars partnership, their brand partnership, is what spawned of it. I mean, because if you think about Legos, Legos just building blocks for the majority of its life. But now we have an entire video game series based off of Lego Star Wars, and it's allowed kids to to take that interactive leap into Star Wars because before... I mean, what was the easiest Star Wars game you could play before Lego Star Wars? It was probably like Pod Racer or something, right? Like in in po- yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's not many. Maybe um, we're even old enough to play Super Bombad Racing on PS Two.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't play it, but I was definitely old enough. But it was awesome, man. I mean, I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was a little wonky,
0: but it was essentially Star Wars Mario Kart.
1: Yeah. See, that sounds fucking great.
0: Uh, it was it was awesome, but, you know, we'll never get Star Wars games again, so who cares? Yeah, I know.
1: EA owns it, so shit on that. But, I mean, what I really like about the LEGO Star Wars games is it allows people to jump into Star Wars in a very easy and, you know, fun oh, yeah. fashion. Oh, yeah. I, I
0: just realized, I mean, you know, obviously if you're a gamer, you're probably subscribed to XBL or PS Plus, so you know you can get free games here and there. I just realized at one point I downloaded, uh, the C- Lego star Wars, a complete saga edition. Oh shit. So when I saw it, I was like, uh, you know, maybe mid, mid th- third year of Charlie's life. We might have to try to fire that up.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, Cause
0: even, even if she doesn't try, you know, we can still keep going.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, you can, the thing about that is you can choose your movie. Like if she's a big, fucking. Well, it's, R- it's that. And again, she can die
0: over and over and over. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard for a kid to jump into KOTOR. Like, you can't just jump into Knights of the Old Republic. That shit I, takes I dedication. I almost want
0: to, again, though. Not for her, but for me. But just because of and, and, you know, obviously... To cover if, your Revan. If, if you play Swago And by the time you're listening, it'll still be going on, probably. But, you know, Revan's here. And it's really pissing me off that I'm not prepared.
1: Yeah, I'm not even close, dude. I am not even close like i mean this first time I, I if they had a direct path that said hey
0: pay this much and you'll get them i'd probably do it because in the, the guild i'm in there's enough people getting them that i think might the the positioning i've been getting in heroic sith is in jeopardy oh no like i've been getting almost top five top six i might be lucky to be in the top 15 because once you get Revan, it's essentially if you have other decent Jedi, it, it's P two of, of heroic Sith, eight million guaranteed. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> just in that
0: one phase, so I, and and like I'm lucky to score nine million.
1: Yeah, I mean total. I just I finally just got the Death Squad for fucking for Rancor like two months <laughs> ago. And it, it, it like here's oh, yeah. the thing. you're you're like two years behind. Yeah. I mean, you, you knew because I started bef- I started after you. But like, man, like I it feels good for me when my like when I get the notification on my phone that says your guild has started a raid and I jump in and it's Rancor and I just hit go and then it auto plays all the way through. Like I watch it the whole way because I'm like, man, it feels good that I don't have to do this, that like I've assembled a squad good enough. To Where they just destroy the whole thing, and I don't even have to interact with it. But yeah, next up for me is definitely gonna be uh RTJ or RJT. Um, I got seven star BB, I'm still working on my resistance members. Don't give me yeah, shit. I love, I love
0: my, my resistance squad, I love them, but they're just they ain't worth shit in the meta and arena. So out there the Sith
1: raid, they're useless. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're
0: they're, they're valuable and territory wars and that type of shit but
1: yeah i'm i'm it seems like the rebel squads now in um i don't know if they were buffed but it seems like uh commander uh cls led rebel squads are a little bit better now than sith squads at least from what i've seen because i think they nerfed sith squads a little bit like uh palp leads sith squads but We'll see. We went on a tangent. Uh, we're we're yeah, that's fine. That's what we do though. But yeah. we're,
0: we're about to move on to uh, you know a piece. I don't want to spend too much time on, but it's worth bringing up because uh, I kind of fucked up on it, and and Nick caught my fuck up. But uh, so so I I stumbled across this piece today that someone I believe at CBR wrote up, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of clickbaited it. They got me on that, uh, and I I honestly thought they were reporting on a new star wars comic that confirmed through the comic at least that mace windu was considered the uh strongest jedi of all time yeah and obviously i was like wow that's kind of crazy um so being the asshole that i am i just like i said clickbaited it read the title i was like all right whatever Passed it down to Nick to kind of punch up, and he he punched it up, but he actually read it. And after he read it, he kind of explained to me that I'm a fucking idiot, and the guy that wrote this is kind of a fucking dope
1: too, right? Yeah, so, you know, clickbait is kind of the thing to do on the internet now. So I saw this when Matt passed it to me. I was like, this is interesting. So I read it, and I was like, wait, hold on a second. This dude's just... It seems like the guy who wrote this piece up is not very well versed in current Star Wars canon specifically related to the cartoon series or even related to the new movies. So basically, two things happen here that this the author makes a, a leap to say Mace Windu is the most powerful Jedi ever. So the situation is like this in the books. Mace Windu gets captured. He's like in this big ass cavern like he's in cavernous tunnels and he gets cornered by what is essentially a bounty hunter and he's they take his lightsaber from him he's about to get killed and two things happen one mace sends out a a a message through the force to the other jedi informing him informing them where he is and that they need to come and attack the planet and save him so We'll talk about that first. Um, That is kind of difficult to do because the only people that we've ever seen actually send full messages through the Force, like, hey, come get me, I'm over here, or anything like that, not just feelings or not just, you you know, movements or ripples in the Force. The only people we've ever seen do that are Luke, Leia, Darth Vader. That all happened in ESB. We can all remember that. And then if we throw in... Th- with a force assist from uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, you also have Kylo and Ray, who literally had face-to-face conversations together through the Force. So this guy saying that, th- yeah, that I mean, Luke <laughs> killed himself by projecting himself. Yeah, like that's more than a fucking message. That- <laughs> Much more
0: impressive than just tele, you know, telepathy.
1: Yeah, that's that is some high-level shit right there. I'll say that. <laughs> but so okay so that's one thing that this guy's like oh my god mace is the most powerful fucking jedi ever i'm like okay i'll, I'll yeah. give it to you that it's not easy we've never seen like grandmaster yoda do it we've never seen obi-wan kenobi do it anything like that okay it's not common but not impossible definitely mace not the only person to do it so I mean, this- you could argue
0: the fact that yoda and hell even Luke were talking. The dead Jedi were more impressive than what Mace Windu was doing. Yeah,
1: that is, you know, communicating with yeah, Force he wasn't Ghosts. He not to any
0: dead people, right? Pretty fucking. He didn't stay alive, did he?
1: Yeah, pretty pretty solid. Right? He's not alive in death, is he? I don't think so. I mean, George said after he sold it to Disney, it's like, oh yeah, Mace Windu's still alive. I don't think that's canon, people. I'm just gonna put that out there. Don't think that's canon, but uh, you never know. We'll see. A lot of things can happen in comic books. Um, so the part two to this is that during this little, uh, you know, captured, you know, captured status that he was in, basically the the people who had him cornered took his lightsaber from him. And they disassembled it in some way, so they like took a like they unscrewed some shit, like so he couldn't just pick it up and turn it back on, like he would have to put it back together. Um, and Mace puts it back together using the Force, like he's not holding it, he can see it, he can see the lightsaber from his vantage point. To my knowledge, based like based on what I can see, like he can see the saber it's sitting there. He uses the Force to put it back together. And in in the CBR article, it says that. i I almost don't want to read it word for word but like the it's kind of the best way to say it It, he says that no other oh yeah it's a task that very few jedi have ever been able to execute um that now he may be talking about something different but putting together a lightsaber with the force is literally shit that younglings do like it's, it's yeah i just i was watching the video clip laughing the whole time <laughs> like, what
0: the yeah fuck? like it, like is this what he's talking about yeah
1: like you can like the 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 and
0: and, <laughs> and they were taught to do it by a fucking robot
1: yeah exactly it wasn't even a special jedi it was a robot that's been around for a long time yeah, obviously like he
0: specializes in literally he hands them the mati- like the their hilts they have to get the crystals but he teaches them how to assemble it and all this that and the other thing
1: yeah So putting together a lightsaber using the Force only is not something that no Jedi or very few Jedi ever have had to do. Like, literal younglings have to do that before they can grab. Yeah, dumb. I mean, honestly, again, I I
0: feel like I'm I'm the culprit in all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's no reason to even be talking about this outside to call this person out for being... Silly.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's here's exactly how it reads in the CBR article. Rebuilding his lightsaber using the force. It turns out Mace is a genius when it comes to Jedi technology and doesn't even blink an eye at rebuilding it using nothing but his mind. It's a task very few Jedi have ever been able to execute, as we learned from a flashback with his own teacher, Master Hu Yang. But one, they don't include that flashback um Shot in this article at all, and two, I literally link. If you go to StarWarsTime.net and you the the name of the article is Mace Windu's True Power Revealed in Age of the Republic because I wanted to clickbait people. If you scroll to the bottom and watch the video that I linked in there, you literally see younglings putting it together in a ship using nothing but the Force. They're just staring at it with the Force. And the lightsaber's putting itself together from nothing. Like, it hadn't even been put together before. Mace's lightsaber just had, like, three screws removed. So this dude's saying that, oh, my God, it's damn near impossible to put a lightsaber together with the Force. And there are literal kids doing it in canon Star Wars shows. (laughs) It's just... So, yeah, so matt matt baited me a little bit with this one and i kind of you know i i broke it down for the people I didn't, out there. The thing is like i said i'm taking the blame
0: <laughs> like i fucked up i didn't bait you i just fu- i should have screened it better i literally did what everyone else does and this is what i teach to my students in college and i know it's a fact yep. i don't care how smart you are when you go online you devolve you do I mean, just just look, I mean, online, even being on your phone, whatever, interacting social media. I mean, just look at what people do on, you know, Twitter and shit. I mean, people have lost their careers over because they devolve. And I did that today. I read a headline, and I just expected that whatever they're writing was legit. Like, it was based on this comic book issue, and it wasn't. It was based on someone's opinions, and they're just flat out dumb.
1: yeah. And look, so let's he,
0: move on to some real stuff. Yeah,
1: it's so yeah, go give that a read, everybody. If you just want to, you know, see, see some stuff, get get a good laugh. But um, let's 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 move on to one piece that you found, Matt. And this is something that you've been tracking on Star Wars Kids YouTube since they released. And this is a uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, um, which is a new animated series that basically takes famous scenes from the Star Wars uh, live-action movies, and then recreates them using really cool animation styles that we've never really seen before in the Star Wars um, I mean, dude, stuff. It, it,
0: it has to be as anime as Star Wars is going to get. I mean, manga, whatever you want to call it, but it is.
1: Yeah, it's solid, solid stuff. In the- it,
0: they don't, like, move fluidly. I mean, it's those sharp movements, like, wah, wah, and, you know, like the crazy camera, camera flows, but um we got a new one today i mean i've been covering them all i mean you can get them through starwars time dot just search galaxy adventures you'll get them all trust me that's how it's set up because we science that motherfucker anyways we got a new one today and it it it's a remake of the battle between yoda and dooku from attack of the clones and you know whatever when you saw it the first time you're probably like wow that's interesting i i guess just because you've never seen yoda light up a lightsaber you know it's it's almost like watching a baby smoke a cigarette right <laughs> i mean it just wasn't something you ever expected to see but you saw it, and you're like whoa that's kind of neat but disturbing but anyways it it, it looks wonky i mean the, the the more it's aged if you look at it it's wonky i mean christopher lee god bless his soul i mean he looks like he's dying yeah, uh, and then you got Yoda as much as you can buy into it that he's a, a fucking puppet and whatever, but the guy's like 870 or something 875
1: yeah. almost dead right and around it the just
0: goes from caning in it to fucking crazy Ringling Brothers type of trapeze artist shit. Yeah, he's literally bouncing off of walls like not it, it's not, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyways, what they do in Galaxy Adventures, again, is they bring this anime style to it. It's all animated, but it's what I consider anime style, and it it's just a thing of beauty. I mean, when you see this scene play out, it still hits the exact same beats. It still uses the exact same dialogue from the movies, all the sounds, everything. But it's the way it's shot now, and the animation style, and the lighting, and it's just it's so dynamic, that you watch that scene now, Nick, and you and you go. This this has to be one. Of, if you did, if you never watched Star Wars, you, you'd be like, this okay. If you're a Star Wars fan, this has to be one you, one of your favorite moments of all time, right, 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 right. And then people would be like, what are you talking about? That's from Attack of the Clones, the worst fucking movie, let alone Star
1: Wars movie of all time. The the thing about this is that it now makes me want to see the entire prequel trilogy remade in this style. Damn fucking Skippy from start to finish. They don't even have to change
0: any of the scenes.
1: Yeah, keep all the voice acting. Keep all of everything. Yeah, do
0: what you've done. Because I mean, they did it. They did a bit with the the Luke and Vader fight from Bespin. I mean, not that that needed much remaking, but I mean, again, they made that even more dynamic and powerful and raw feeling. Yeah, it's like, bring it on. I'd watch all the movies in this style.
1: Yeah, and, you know, eventually they're probably going to get to all of the big highlights from the films. Like, I'm expecting to see some sort of version of the Duel of the Fates from this, from episode one. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're doing this, they have to do that. Yeah, and I can just imagine remaking the prequels but not you're not even remaking them you're just restyling them and i think that's exactly what it needs because if you do the prequels in this style and like matt said keep the dialogue keep the settings keep the story exactly the same just go with this art style what you do is you remove the weird acting things that we saw in those in those movies you you could re-
0: animate all of the acting like all the expressions and that could change a lot
1: yeah i mean because that like even know,
0: with the bogus lines and delivery
1: yeah i mean like uh, there's obvious things right. in the in the prequel trilogy <laughs> well,
0: Jedi, well, that's than
1: yeah there, there's a lot of stuff in the prequel trilogy that just can't be fixed you know it's it's gonna be like, like all that. of it basically yeah. all of it but you can make it look better which is one thing <laughs> that like I like that's where
0: where we're at. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. It's so fucked, you can at least make it look better. Yeah. That's all you got to do. You know, just give us a little I'd bit of okay visual flair. I'd be okay with that, flare. though, based on what. how, based just on this Dooku Yoda fight. StarWars.net. Check it out.
1: StarWarsTime.net. Yes. Check it right. out. Right.
0: <laughs> don't go to, to StarWars.net. I don't. Communists.
1: I don't even know what's there if that even exists. It probably doesn't.
0: I, I, you would hope that lucasfilm or disney at this point owns it but you never know probably do that's a good call anyway hey google who owns starwars.net
1: oh man the one upstairs answered it not mine (laughs) so matt's got the whole home google set up and basically he's made google our new show assistant yeah i I was
0: i was gonna try and bring her in but some reason, the one upstairs picked me up. Let me whisper to this one. Hey, Google. Who owns StarWars.net?
1: Sorry, I can't help with that yet. Oh, Look at that. The first, her first moment on the cast, and she lets hey, Google, down.
0: You're useless.
1: Sorry to hear that. What needs to be improved?
0: <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. We expect a
1: lot more out of you next time. It's okay. We'll come back. We'll train her up on all the Star Wars knowledge she needs.
0: <laughs> she well, at least she she apologized and s- she said thanks for the feedback. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll give her another chance. Yeah. I also don't think she
1: likes when I pick her up. Probably. Yeah, she doesn't like to Hey be Google. like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So, go on starwars.time.net. Look up this Yoda versus Dooku fight from Galaxy of Adventures. Give it a watch and follow. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Make make sure to follow uh, along on StarWarsTime.net for all the articles that we're doing. And follow Star Wars Kids on YouTube for all of their Galaxy of Adventures drops. Or just stay tuned to the website. We'll put them up as they come up. Next up, we're moving out of the fandom section, people. So that is the end of the fandom section of Star Wars Time show. We're moving into legit news about upcoming star wars projects first up the mandalorian matt you nailed this one on instagram instagram is like your your second home and through that medium we got a shot of one of the first droids that we really ever saw in star wars that wasn't c3po or r2d2 and that is r5d4 yes the astromech droid that Uncle Owen originally buys from the Jawas in episode four, but blows his motivator. So John Favreau posted up a shot of good old R5D4 on his Instagram. And that's leading a lot of people to believe that we could see this little fella in the Mandalorian.
0: Well, yeah, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, we better, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I said. I mean, it looks like R5 got his motivator fixed, right? Because, I mean, that's the whole reason that he didn't stick with the Lars family. The motherfucker blew his motivator.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's really That's what I love. Cool. I mean,
0: I just love that he had a motivator. And the fact that he blew it, he didn't feel like going forward. So, you know, he was no longer motivated.
1: Didn't we? <laughs> I think we covered something a few months ago where... It was revealed in a comic or somewhere that this was actually set up. Like R2 and R5 made a deal for R5 to blow his motivator if he gets picked. Because really, <laughs> I think we did. I think we covered it. This was like a hey, while ago. Hey, if we ago. did,
0: I'd love to see it because I think that's fantastic.
1: I remember read at like, I remember. mean, what
0: what was part of the deal? I mean, what was R5? Like, okay, I just go back into the Jawa Crawler and get blasted by stormtroopers?
1: Yeah, I think that was it. But I don't remember... I thought I remembered reading that somewhere or talking about it on the cast. But it's still cool to see this because now yeah i mean he he is
0: let's face it for a droid that basically had a few seconds of screen time he is a famous droid i mean he he's had action figures made uh i mean he's got that iconic r2 body uh, obviously a different head but he even has the blue legs with the you know the red very almost salmon color at this point uh arms and paint on the side uh, but the fact that he showed up in Mandalorian, dude, so, I mean, that, that just almost takes me to the back to, like, where's this show going to be set predominantly? What are we going to see? It's like, all right, if R5 is here, I mean, the last time we saw him, he was on Tatooine. Yep. Uh, he didn't end up with the Lars family, so he probably was back with the Jawa. So unless they sold him again before the Stormtroopers attacked him, this guy's probably still on Tatooine. Yeah. And so, like, is this show predominantly going to be set on Tatooine? Is this where, like, the Mandalorian is going to be set up after his supposed mission goes afoul and he saves the kid he has to protect? And then 10 years later, is he kind of hiding out on Tatooine? Is he one of these, uh, you know, scum and villainy types hanging out most icily? I don't know. But the fact that R5 shows up again. It, it, it just, it, it kind of leans me towards that Tatooine's definitely going to be in the mix on, on Mando.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of the set picks that we've seen for Mando have been in a sandy area from what we can see. Like, you can, you can see the architecture of the buildings around are very reminiscent to what we've seen from Tatooine, especially around the Mos Eisley area, those full stone kind of rounded uh, boxed archways and shit like that. So, I mean one idea that i have is that like tatooine could be like a home base where you know the show starts out okay yeah that, that's kind of what i was getting at yeah I just and then they jump around the right from way. there so like maybe they use Mos Isley or Mosilla because that's another cantina on uh the other side of the planet i believe maybe they use one of those as like their home spaceport and you know they, they go out on their missions from there and then, you know, maybe at the end of the episode they're still out. But, you know, or they come back. Something like that. But I do think that Tatooine is probably going to be one of those planets it's going to play a recurring role in this in this show. What
0: was the most in Phantom Menace? Because it was not ice Um,
1: Was it Mos Espa? I thought that yeah, was one too. I'm
0: pretty sure you're right.
1: Um, I'd have to look it up. Hey, (laughs)
0: Google, where's Watto's shop in the Phantom Menace?
1: I found a few stores near you. The first one is Barnes & Noble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Google, you're drunk. Hey, Google, stop.
1: You're drunk. We may need to to get a very specific... Uh, Google Home or Alexa. Made hey, you never for know. Us. I mean,
0: that that's why I wanted to bring her on the show because you just you never know what she's gonna do. Yeah, I don't. Know that. I like her. Like I mean, again tonight, like yeah. I said she may be a little under the weather. Might have had a few. But um, but Wado's shop definitely threw her off. Yeah. Hey I Google. <laughs> where's the
1: Boonta Eve Pod Race? I'm looking it up just sure to see. My, it was Mos Espa. I was right. Watto shop a junk dealership owned hey Google, by Watto in Mos Espa. So where
0: does sh Shmi Skywalker live? Sorry, I can't help with that yet. She's yeah.
1: just not she this Google
0: is, <laughs> Google's having a rough night.
1: Yeah, Google's not up on, on her Star Wars information, that's for sure. I feel like Hey Google. Who's R five D four? According to Star Wars Databank, a red astromech droid R5D4 thought he'd found a home when the Jawas sold him to Owen Lars, along with the protocol droid C-3PO. There we go. That's a lie.
0: That is a lie. He didn't find a
1: home because his motivator blew up. She she said that he thought he found a home, but then his head exploded. (laughs) All right. All right. So R5 being in in Mando definitely does kind of give some hints as to you know possibly seeing Tatooine as a planet and then also, you know, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, do you
0: think it all? It could honestly just be literally he goes skidding by in the background as, like, just some random bullshit?
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, his level of involvement is either going to be, like, a background dressing or just, what like. It,
0: what if it's the Mandalorian's droid? How badass would that be?
1: That would be pretty fucking cool. Like, honestly, because <laughs> that's one of those types of things that literally has no bearance or, you know, changes the plot at all. And it's something for fans like us. Like we right. would realize, like holy shit, that's the droid from the first ten minutes of episode four. Exactly. So you know, if Favreau does do that, then we know that his his heart is in the right place. Like, because he could do anything. He could come up with another fucking BB-8, like any other kind of droid he wants to. But if he literally goes and says like R five is gonna be this dude's droid, do you then, think he he yeah. wrote? like the whole 10
0: episodes or do you think he's allowing the directors or if there's a writer?
1: I don't know. To, to kind of massage each episode. I think that he's probably giving a little bit of creative freedom. I think he, I,
0: I would believe he's probably just it's kind of like the creative director. Yeah. Cause I there's feel like a bunch like of people working for him. He's just making sure it's all getting done.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you, if you're opening your show with, Dave Filoni as your episode one director. Like you, this guy is a Star Wars legend now, Dave Filoni. Like oh, you don't course. give him a script and say like you have to do this word for word. Like you let him work his magic. Yeah, I- I'm pretty sure Filoni
0: was the only guy in the deal that Lucas was like, you need to keep him and make sure that he keeps progressing his career as I intended it to progress. Yeah, yeah. Cause- like I honestly believe like Filoni is... George's predecessor.
1: You mean his protege? Yeah, protege.
0: (laughs) Predecessor. That made no sense. No, That's why you're here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, protege, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, he basically... Here's the thing. Lucas gave him control over Star Wars' lifeblood after the movies were over. Star Wars was completely wrapped up in the animated series... After George was done with the films and Filoni ran that like, obviously George could come in and say whatever he wanted to, which is why we got some wonky shit in Clone Wars. But like Filoni for large, for the large part, like handled that. I'm pretty himself. sure That's why
0: Darth Maul came back. It's because of George.
1: Hey, I'm not mad at that. I'll say
0: that. Um, you know, if not, I mean, honestly, that's one of my points in a, a video I plan to do as to why the Phantom Menace isn't the worst Star Wars movie, let alone the worst prequel
1: because of Darth Maul. I mean, he's a solid character and in his. Inclusion. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Because of Darth Maul. <laughs> I mean, he's bad. I mean, what the fuck
0: else do you remember from those shitty ass movies?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Django Fett. What is the other? We got uh Zam Wessel, the bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, big deal. I mean.
1: <laughs> Zam Wessel's not even a bounty hunter that you want to unlock in Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> no, but you have to. I know. If you want to get Chewbacca. I know. It's upsetting. But anyway... R5D4 in the Mandalorian and I like it. Yeah, man. I mean, just
0: like the IG88 reveal. I mean, whatever. The more the merrier. I mean, I like new stories, but I also like having little anchors back to the original stuff. Hundred percent. The more the merrier. Hundred percent. So speaking of original stuff, right?
1: Yeah, original. This is like original, original, and our first piece. Like
0: an OG.
1: Yeah, and he's not only an OG. He's an OG, a PG, an NG. He's been around for all of the series. Our first piece on Episode 9 news is to announce that Anthony Daniels has wrapped shooting C-3PO for Star Wars Episode 9. So, yeah, this is huge, man, because, I mean, think about Star Wars history and think about the characters that have been played in Star Wars. Anthony Daniels is the only person to play yep. the same character in every single movie. Like,
0: we're talking all of them. All, all nine. All nine. Well, fuck, all ten.
1: If you include Solo. No, he's not in Solo, is he? Rogue One. Oh, yeah, he was in Rogue One. Yep, 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 yep. He was standing on the... <laughs> and Andy plays him, I believe. He voices him in Clone
0: Wars and any other occurrence of like even lego star wars i believe yeah he he continues
1: the voice so i mean he's the only guy like you know uh kenny kenny davis i think that was his name right kenny baker kenny Baker baker played r2 in inside of the r2 uh mechanism but kenny's kenny died peter mayhew retired as chewbacca in uh for episode eight so the yeah, only I mean, dude, person left daniels is anthony has it yeah so i mean if there ever you know is a star wars hall of fame created i feel like you know if we're not looking at character significance then i feel like anthony daniels has to be the first person inducted because like he's the only person who's been in all of them every one of them he, i mean dude c-3p is a pimp i mean
0: yeah as much as we want to make fun of him, I mean, uh, the dynamic between him and R2 is what makes a lot of those original trilogy films and moments. I mean, George has said as much. I mean, the the, the whole original trilogy is told through the lens of the droids. Yeah. So... I mean, they, they basically kick off the movies. So, I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it what it signifies is that episode 9 is, is starting to wrap.
1: Yeah. And so Daniel's... You know, put out a quote on Twitter when the when he rapped, and this is what he said. He says, "Today was 3PO's last day on Episode Nine. He's sad, so am I. But we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely, talented uh, cast and crew, led by JJ and Kathy. I'll miss everyone, but I'm glad to know that we've been making something exceptional together to share with the waiting world." Fuck yeah, man, we're waiting. I mean, that kind of just, like, it gave me chills just reading it because, I mean, if everything plays out the way that, you know, we're led to believe, we may never see C-3PO again. Like, there's no reason for him to be in any movies after this one if they're not related to the characters that we see in uh 7, 8, and 9. Right, and I don't know, I... I still think at
0: some point in time, down the road, even even if it's way down the road again, that the 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 Ray, the Poe, the Finns, and if he makes it, the Kylos, could be called upon again. Yeah. Just just like the Luke's, the Leia's, the Hans were. Yeah. And I- now Lando's.
1: I think it's possible. It's it's But
0: yeah, I mean possible. for Daniels himself, I mean, it's he's not getting any younger and and who knows what's going to happen, but Yeah. So it is. I mean, it, it is. It's obviously sad knowing that the, the Skywalker saga is coming to an end finally, but I mean, I, honestly, it, to me I still look at it as a gift because it ended in in 1983, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. And you know, you can't
0: it got poisoned in nineteen ninety nine through two thousand five but and then we got another crack at it again in two thousand and fifteen so yeah,
1: and I don't know man it's just I think you're right you know it's this is definitely gonna be an emotional movie for me for you probably I mean even beyond just the content of it i, I
0: yeah it, I don't know it's not gonna be as rough as going into Sith where you knew that. A, this is probably going to let you down, too. And B, this is it. I mean, this is it. Again, we've talked about this before. I mean, a lot of people forget now just because it is such a convenience, and it is everywhere. The Star Wars was essentially had a fork stuck in it at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I mean, outside of the Clone Wars, it was DOA. There were no projects, nothing. I mean, he was floating some games here and there. He's floating... The live action TV series, which we're finally getting, you know, a decade later. But Star Wars wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. He was I mean, he 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 talked a big game once they came out. He wasn't he wasn't actively developing a, a 789.
1: Yeah, it's just I mean he
0: pretty much said he was done. I mean he the prequels took a lot out of him because I mean, A, it was a lot of work in his three years of movie,
1: and B... He got his fucking teeth kicked in. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have those people I mean, to lean on like he did in the O2.
0: Imagine how he, we, we've read the stories. Gods don't like to be fucked with by their subjects. And we fucked with them after the prequels.
1: Yeah. Like there was there was a lot of unhappy people after the prequels wrapped up and I mean he I did. believe he's on record saying I why the fuck would I want to make any more
0: Star Wars movie after that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean even so in, in during the celebration panel that he was at for the release of TFA like he even mentioned he's like you know there were a lot of people that were unhappy with the decisions that I made for the prequels but you know I I made the movies that I wanted to make and I I wrote the stories that I wanted to write and the people will react the way that they want to essentially. And I think you're, I mean like, yeah, he was done outside of put having some input in the cartoon series. And then, you know, some of the games that were made, like there wasn't going to be a continuation, but yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, it's going to be no, It's just
0: me, man. I, I'm not going to get angry at the fact that we're getting new star Wars here and there. I mean, it just, I, I don't get it. It's, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe the same people that are so fucking butthurt over shit like TLJ and Disney Star Wars, you know, what they've called it, that would also be all bitching and moaning if it just disappeared, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, where where is it? I mean, uh. Could you imagine if, like... I mean, just think about the Star Wars that we consume on a weekly basis. Like, we have a weekly television series well, I, that we do a podcast yeah, on every every it's Thursday. It's essentially like Tucson. a
0: drip to us. I yeah. mean, it's an IV drip.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're constantly doing stuff for the site. Like, we're, like, Matt and I, more than, you know, maybe some people listening to the cast, like, we're constantly, in you know, inside of Star Wars. Yeah, land.
0: the cast is, you know, it's like our thing, But we also got this whole website and YouTube channel, videos, this, that, and the other thing going on, too. I mean, this is life. And and honestly, it's relatively new. I mean, it wasn't until, you know, 2014, 2015 that Star Wars really became daily and relevant again. And it's carried on that way because of what Disney is doing with the projects and the money and obviously with the films playing out. Uh, but it is, it is something that's always in the news now and I don't want that to go away. It just, I just I feel like some people think they do, but they really don't get it. Yeah. They they either don't remember they were too young or something or they're just angry fucking ass wipes. I mean that's clearly a case with a lot of people. Yeah.
1: So it is it, it's it's interesting to see that I mean to think that, you know, we're in february and, and characters are already wrapping because we have 10 months until the movie releases um well, already
0: shit man i mean i, I still guess. feel like this movie's behind yeah <laughs> they did Which start filming could just in just august show how big it's gonna be yeah
1: i mean it should i'm hoping it's three hours long that's just me but uh another i do not think tlj took this long to shoot I don't think so either.
0: I know they started end of August. I believe TLJ might start in June. I believe they finished in like November. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, well, yeah, we'll see because we actually got another character rap announcement today, the day that we're recording this on Twitter. And it's that BB-8 has also rapped. Um, this was from his the puppeteer behind BB-8, Brian Herring. And his tweet says, today was a wrap on BB-8. The last five years have been an amazing ride. Thanks to J.J. Abrams, Kathleen. I don't know who Neil is. Um, and then Team BB-8, especially Dave and the oh, entire know. casting Neil. crew. Huh? Oh, you know, Neil. Yeah, yeah. Neil, the guy. Neil, he's he's exactly. been in all Neil, of Neil the guy. Yeah. Few people get to live the dream. Thank you. Hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag Nine Puppeteer. Blah, blah, blah. So, two big droids finishing up their, their play here. Um, yeah, I mean, good.
0: All that means to me is, like, we're, we're getting there. Let's go. Give yeah. me the fucking name. Give me the fucking trailer. You know what's going to... That's where I'm, I'm, I'm getting at this point.
1: The one that's going to hit me, like, if, if he puts out a rap notice, is going to be Mark. Because there's no chance, like, you know... Like you said, maybe we see C-3PO again. Maybe we see BB-8 oh, yeah, yeah. again. Oh, Mark's definitely done, done. He's done. Like,
0: But, again, it, it, these are still gifts. I know. I know. These are gifts we would not have had if, if Disney didn't take this shit over, and I'll leave it at, at that. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. It's just tough. It's tough. But, yeah, so those pieces, people, are just another – notification to you that star wars episode nine is coming along and it's getting close it's getting close to the end of principal photography basically um and speaking about the end of star wars episode nine yeah i love this one this is like yeah this is straight up
0: a young actor channeling a mentor from the set he's worked on and i'm talking about john boyega and re- really, the, the headline I ran with, Boyega channels Hamill's trolling ability with Star Wars Episode Nine ending tweet. So this week, Boyega was kind of lively on Twitter, uh, you know, answering some fan questions, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but it, it, in, in one of his tweets, a fan asked him, like, hey, can you tell us how it all ends? And he goes, yep fades to black and the credits go up and i was like you know what that really reminds me of mark hamill
1: yeah that Um, definitely does have a hamill-esque ring yeah and and
0: really later in the week hamill actually called him out (laughs) for the tweet like hey son you know quit spoiling that so it's like I, i even picked it up before mark himself but i thought that was great but then john also mentioned that he's almost done himself but uh filming episode 9 has been his personal favorite by far in terms of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I mean T- TFA felt like Finn's character was so involved at every Yeah, I mean, turn. he was
0: like the lead almost.
1: Yeah, like like and to to know that he thinks that this one's more fun than TFA is really interesting and really cool. Oh, um.
0: and we also, you know, a, a cast or two ago, we talked about you know, the the, the the Instagram shot of his hands. He's like, this is one of the most grueling sh- shoots I've ever done, but it's going to be amazing. Just wait. Yeah. So, I mean, this could very well be the, the epic conclusion we are yearning for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a spoiled fan, but I think it has to be. And honestly, after seeing TFA... I don't I don't think that I would have given this to anybody other than JJ. Like there was a big controversy out there when when Colin Trevorrow was removed from this movie about like, well, who do you take in? Like who do you who does this movie? Do you bring in George? Do you bring in, you know, George. <laughs> like, there was a lot of people out there that wanted George back and you know, there were petitions out there to to get him back in. Some people say, "Well, just give it to Ryan. He just did eight, you know." Maybe he just stays on to do nine, but I think bringing back JJ, the person to that that brought Star Wars back to life for everybody in 2015. Well, yeah, dude, I, I mean, at this point, now that we know that the the Star
0: Wars story group was nothing but essentially mods that didn't really mod. Yeah, I I think JJ should have done the whole fucking trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I. Still really like what Ryan did, but in the end, I would rather have one person's vision for this grand of a project than 89 different people at this point.
1: Yeah, I agree. I
0: mean, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, even JJ's movie wasn't even supposed to be his version. I mean, there was supposed to be another writer. Yeah. But they brought when they brought JJ in they asked him to even fix the original writing from Michael Arnold.
1: Yeah. Art art came in and he was like that guy is a really oh, good yeah, writer. Art. Yeah. He he wrote Toy Story Three and Toy Story I, I think at least a part of another Toy Story movie. So the guy is, is a fantastic writer, but like But that's my point. I mean it, like in terms of just straight up, like Ryan's the only one that
0: legitimately wrote his movie from start to finish and directed it.
1: Yeah. And I
0: mean, nine, you got to wonder. I mean, did JJ burn everything that they had, or is he, did he just massage it to fit what he has now?
1: I think he almost had to, probably. Like, if I was him, I mean, that's what well, I would. Just been. the Carrie Fisher shit alone, you you
0: would think had to torch a majority of the original story.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that, and there's no
0: doubt, there's no doubt they're building up to. To this was her time to be, sacrifice ultimately die probably for the younger generation
1: yeah so the all of that had to change and i mean there was a really cool image that came out when pre-production for star wars uh tfa for episode seven and it was a shot it was through a window and it was a shot of jj sitting down with george eating dinner and this was reported to be like the moment where george went to him and said like i want you to do this like I want you to be the one to take, to to reintroduce Star Wars into the world again, and like that, I think that's perfect for him to close it out, to bring it in and to close it out, at least for the you know the Skywalker oh, saga. I,
0: I love I love JJ. I mean, fuck the haters. Fuck I mean, who cares about his lens flares? I mean, I love the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think his visual style is fantastic. I mean, like I, I wasn't a huge Star Trek fan at all, but like. His Star Trek movies? Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Like, I mean, he made Star Trek badass. Yeah. I, mean, I, I liked, I'm not going to lie, I, mean, I, I liked the Star Trek movies. I could, I watched Star Trek The Next Generation as a kid. Uh, but it was never, it was always second rate to me to Star Wars. But, I mean, what J.J. did for Star Trek was badass. And then when he took over Star Wars, I was like, fuck yeah.
1: Yeah, I was excited. But, so I've mean, loved
0: the guy since Alias. I mean, Lost. I mean, give me a break. I mean, the guy has entertained me for for well over a decade
1: yeah yeah none none better in my opinion all right so Boyega's tweet very cool very interesting we're gonna move on to a piece here that I think both Matt and I are a little I don't want to say confused by but definitely intrigued by so Richard E. Grant is one of these castings that was, you know, that came out with the announcement of Episode Nine, but we really haven't heard too much about his character or just him in general after finding out that he was in this movie. And uh, he did an, He did an interview with Radio Times, and during the interview, he said that Star Wars fans will probably be excited to see his character but more than likely won't recognize him is that right like it, it's something like that i mean the the gist of this story is is that grant's
0: basically gone on record to say i'm definitely not thrawn yes that's what a lot of people first speculated but he's also saying i'm new and unique yet I think some fans, probably hardcore fans could possibly recognize who I am.
1: Yeah. Cause this is what he says. He says, I have no idea if I'll be recognizable, but then he also says that the, I hadn't thought of it like that, but the character is just mine. Right. So, it's interesting the way that he's positioned it. Like, I don't know if he, if he's just like,
0: well, it's like you said earlier. I mean, I think the best way to kind of sum this up and I agreed with you a hundred percent is, uh, I mean, he's, he's essentially saying like, you've probably heard of this character in passing and now you're going to finally see him.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to think like, since I've read this, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what character have we heard about but not seen? Like who who could this be? Like, there's not a character out there, and this is something that me and Matt have talked about in terms of the this whole Kylo Ren and All right. In well look, look at it line. this way. I guess I mean based on this quote
0: where he says I hadn't thought of it like that, but the character is just mine. He's a unique character. What if he's playing Snoke pre, like disfigurement?
1: Oh shit, that would be good, right? I mean, that's a good it, call. That
0: kind of, it kind of fits within what he's
1: saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you wouldn't, will you recognize me? Okay, well, yeah, maybe we wouldn't if he's Snoke pre-getting his face all fucked up.
1: But what? okay, even to take that, like, what if it is Snoke that's pre-getting his face fucked up, but we find out that that character is somebody that we knew from OT? Like, his yeah. name wasn't Snoke. Like, he just took right. it on Snoke. Right,
0: even better.
1: Yeah. Like, that would be some next-level shit right there. Because, one, I mean, that's a fantastic call-out by you, Because we all want to know more about Snoke. Like, we've been calling for that even, you know, after Episode 7. I still don't know how that comes into play in a story. I
0: mean, they'd have to figure that out. Like, why even bring up Snoke again? I mean, unless it means something to somebody. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at Grant, you could almost see how they could sort of make him look like Snoke pre-face fuck-up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible, um, dude. That's a yeah, that's a pretty fantastic call out and that I, I this makes me even more excited about this character because yeah, I was straight
0: from the bunghole, like immediate bunghole pluck.
1: Hey, that's sometimes that's the best kind of <laughs> that's the best yeah, pluck that we can find.
0: Maybe stinky, but they could be true. Yeah,
1: and I just because this like this guy, he's not a huge name in Hollywood, but he's definitely had very impressive roles that he's played and i don't think that they would throw him in a role that's nothing like i don't think that they would give him a role and just say like yeah you're crewman number six on this new dreadnought for the first order like no
0: it's just like homegirl working for it like she's not playing some dipshit either
1: oh um yeah yeah fucking i can't remember her name but right people know who we're talking about carrie russell yeah carrie ananaba (laughs) but dancing with the
0: stars
1: (laughs) but uh, yeah dude i'm I'm really interested to see who this character is i think that young snoke like pre-disfigurement snoke would be fantastic just because it's something we all wanted i do agree with you that they need to work it right like you can't just throw him in there for no reason you have to have some sort of lead up to it but i think it would be really cool and it does fit along with him saying that i have no idea if I'll be recognizable. So fucking. Right. Solid. Or yeah.
0: Like, oh yeah, I guess he is uniquely mine. It's like, yeah, well, okay. That makes sense. Cause you, you'd be playing a different version than what circus did. So yeah, who knows? Or it could just be whatever. Yep. But it, it was interesting. Like it was just, it's very, like a lot of his comments have just been weird. It's like, he wants to say something, but can't, or is he just smoke screening? Who knows? That's why we're here, and that's why we we speculate. Yeah.
1: So the last piece we're gonna hit on is another uh, Instagram find, and it's a set pick from episode nine. It's an ex-
0: set pick extravaganza.
1: Yeah. Hat. So With this guy Griffin. Yeah, I don't know who Griffin is, but he, I mean, we got a. Looks like he took a selfie somewhere near the the set, but we do get a bunch of pictures of what looks like a snow set, like another snowy type of, uh, you know, respite within this movie. And we also get some buildings definitely looks like they could be, you know, within a snow environment too. Cause they're all white They're They look like they're just kind of like run down hovels or like one of them even looks like it's been partially destroyed, but it's really, yeah, this is really interesting to see that we could be going back I to mean, it. What, a do, what snow do you think planet. this
0: is? I mean, do you think this is a base of some sort? Or do you think this is a location that one or both parties are interested in?
1: I think that if you want to make a draw to the OT, but you don't want to make a draw to ROTJ, you could, you could have it to where the Resistance's new base is in a snow planet, kind of like Hoth. Because, I mean, you know, that was supposed to be a hidden rebel base on Hoth. And then they found out about it, the Empire, and then took it, you know, invaded. But I think that it could it could be pretty cool if we see, like, the resistance rebuilding in a, like, a hidden snow fortress of some sort. Fucking- see, I, I, I don't even want this
0: to be a, a bait. I want this to be, like, a location both groups are going after something. Like, I, I just, I don't. I don't see this movie, especially now that we know that it's only a year from TLJ being like, "cock off," like army versus army. I mean, we already heard that this is like guerrilla shit, so I see this more being maybe like an installation that the resistance is going after, yeah, and fucking with, or vice versa. I don't, I don't see this being a main base.
1: Yeah, it does look kind of small. Like, based off of what we can see, it doesn't look like it's a large area. You know
0: what I mean, though? Like, I, I just don't... I don't even think there there could be a, a Hoth base for the Resistance. I mean, yeah, it's, the they Resistance, don't have- to me, is, is nothing. Yeah, they don't have a enough A year later, is probably still nothing. Like, the, they're not even going to worry about an evacuation because they don't have more than a few ships to evacuate. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, I, I would think, if anything, this is a place that is possibly of importance to the first order and the resistance wants to fuck with it or steal something that type of deal. Yeah. And that's kind of where the, the skirmish goes down.
1: Yeah. I mean, for some reason, you know, and I think it may have been in the initial leaked, pl- not really plot synopsis, but kind of like, you know, a summary that came out on Reddit a few, like a month or two months ago, they mentioned in that, that like both sides are looking for something like, like, you know, or there's there was the sense within that synopsis. Exactly.
0: That, that that's what I you know I think that's even what I punched up in the articles. Like, it, you know, is this a you know, base or base? I don't think so. Is it a location that has something of importance to one or other or both factions? Yeah.
1: For some reason, it's in my head that Kylo and Ray are looking for the same thing. Like whatever. Like whatever it is. They're looking for the same thing, and Ray is ahead of him. Like Ray Ray jumped on it first somehow, or she got like some kind of help from Force Ghost Luke or something, and she's in front of him. And and he is constantly one step behind her and wherever whatever the hunt for this thing is. And this could be, like, I think, yeah, I think that's a good call out. This could be another one of those locations where you know ray goes and then you know fucking Kylo's right behind her to to look for whatever it is that they're trying to find um but it does look cool i mean it's like another snowy it almost looks reminiscent of like one of the shots is like a forested like oh, you dude, It's, trees it's and star stuff.
0: killer base 101 that's what to exactly. say i mean w- what if we have like a flashback or uh, you know another little battle within the trees
1: yeah i mean definitely flashback i could see that that could be very interesting um one of the pictures says fakes all right so the bottom picture says fake snow and part burn trees on the set of the new star wars film the aftermath of ground warfare between first order and the resistance so you can see like uh, like a tree that's essentially fallen down a bunch of like debris on the ground and stuff so Maybe this is like a a battleground of some sort but it's probably it doesn't look big enough to be like a full scale like climactic type of battle.
0: Yeah, that that's what I mean. I don't I don't think this is a this is someone's big ass base let's fight it. This to me is a a place of interest that has something of interest or like a small installation that again one faction wants to fuck with to get something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Again, another solid find from Instagram, from the, the Instagram fandom community, and just like more hype material for episode nine, like stuff like this gets me excited, gets the speculation juices flowing. So I'm happy whenever we get a little bit of something well, it's like It's
0: been this. forever since we've seen really anything of set pickish interest from episode nine. So I was glad to see this this week.
1: For sure. For sure. Um, you know we'll
0: probably get our standard three planets or so. And definitely looks like one of them's going to have some snow. Does that mean anything? Probably not. You never know. You have to stay tuned because we'll definitely sleuth that shit out if it does.
1: All right. I think we hit all of our topics for this week. I mean, it was pretty, you know, a lot of stuff, not a lot of meat, but you know, we're trying to give you people all the star Wars material that we can every week. So Matt, why don't you Why don't you take us to the exit here? Yeah, sir? yeah. I mean, you know how
0: we do it. We're, we're also gonna we're gonna implement a new segment moving forward. So if you've been following us on Instagram, StarWarsTime.net, whatever you got to do, you know we've been sharing some of the more awesome Star Wars art, toy photography, whatever, on Instagram on our Instagram uh, page at Star Wars Time Show. So what we're gonna start doing is I you know I, I pick some of the shots we share each week so basically from here on out moving forward as part of our fandom segment we're going to start hi- highlighting our favorite shots of the week so the top 3 top 5 whatever shots that i've deemed or you know maybe nick will start sharing some that we've deemed to be the best of the week so stay tuned for that you know if you've been listening from the toy community the star wars fan art community we love you we cover you we try to we appreciate your work but we are going to start trying to pick our favorite shares of the week. I mean, obviously we love all the shares. That's why we're sharing them, but we're going to start highlighting a few accounts, talking about the accounts and kind of promoting why you should follow them. If you're on Instagram. And of course we'll be doing the star Wars news bit, whatever comes up, speculating, gestulating, gyrating, whatever you want to say. We just get down with star Wars because we are star Wars time. All right, people.